0: I am the bread of life. I'm going to look at this statement that our Lord and Savior makes and see what does that mean to us today. If you have it, say amen. amen. If you're not there, say, Hold on. Let us begin together. The word of God said, Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty, but you haven't believed in me even though you have seen me. However, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me, but I shall raise them up. At the last day, for it is my father's will that all who see his son and believe him should have eternal life. I will raise them up at the last day. And if you could journey me down towards the end of this chapter. Looking at verse 70. Then Jesus said, I chose the 12 of you, but one is a devil. You can look at your neighbor and simply say, Jesus said, Jesus said I am the bread of, life. I am bread of life. If you look to your other neighbor, tell them, Jesus, Jesus said, I am the bread of, life. I am bread of life. Now ask yourself, are you hungry? Are you hungry? This, this text opens up with Jesus talking to those who are seeking him. And those who were seeking him, they were hungry. If you're looking in this John, this, this gospel according to John, we first find out in this chapter that Jesus fed 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two barley fish. And, that, and that's not the only miracle he did in that chapter. Then he later on decided so often, walk on walk. And so he crosses on to the other side. It's the next day now, those people that ate of the food. If you look in the text, it said they had food left over. Food left over. And not only did they have food left over, but those who ate the food were satisfied. As we're studying the Beatitudes, it says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, sake, for they shall be satisfied. Aren't you glad that God can satisfy you? Tell your neighbor God can satisfy you. The world will always leave you empty. They came seeking. Seeking a hey, uh, Jesus This is my translation. Uh, uh you got some more food with you? Jesus looked at them and he explained to them you are coming after me because you saw all great signs. Uh, This great sign was you saw me provide food for you to eat, and you were filled. You were satisfied. You left not wanting anything because everything I gave you satisfies you until you see me today. You see here, they were so fed up with what he gave them, they wanted some more. The problem is that sometimes in our lives that God blesses us, and we think that we are uh, uh, deserving of him continuing to blessing us with, with material things. In other words, they looked at Jesus as a meal ticket. We live in a world today that some people only know Jesus' name when they want something. You don't hear from some people until it's time for them to find a new job. Oh, I need you to pray for me because I'm, I'm trying to get this new job. You don't hear from people until it's time for them to get some new money. I need you to pray for me. I need my financial blessing. But the same situation is that is not God always present. You see, Jesus is telling them, look here, you first need to seek spiritual things. See, the instruction is pointing out to us that many times in our lives that how God has blessed us, we want him to continue to bless us, but we're missing out what the blessing is for. See, he did not do this sign for them just to have food, but he did this sign so that they would know that he is the chosen one. If you're familiar with the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John has seven signs. Seven signs. He does not say miracles, but he says sign. He goes down to the 20th chapter and says, there's many more signs that was done in the presence of the disciples. But I give you these so that you would know that he is the Messiah. And not only did John give seven signs, but also he points out Jesus saying seven I am statements. We're just going to deal with one of them. Y'all catching that number seven? And so after this sign of them feeding the 5,000, after the sign of him walking on water, now he gives them the I am statement to them. But before we get to the I am statement, look what they were looking for, like us. They were looking for Jesus to bless them only for what they wanted for today. Too many times in our lives we are just concerned for ourselves just today. Can I be honest with all of us? Can we not say in our own lives that we get concerned about what we're going to eat today, but we don't care about tomorrow? So many times that's why we are gluttons that we eat so much that we get sick on the next day. Come on, somebody. Got some alcoholics get so drunk they sick on the next day. Come on, somebody. Got so many times you go to the doctor. The doctor tells you how you need to change your diet. But when you go home, you still got your fridge full of the food you know you need to get rid of. But you go ahead and eat it anyway. So, well, I might as well. We get caught up trying to satisfy ourselves for today and not realize that that it's not about you. Jesus breaks it down to them and says, look here, you came here looking for me as a meal ticket, but I'm here to tell you that I give you true bread that comes from heaven. Then they got excited and said, wait a minute, you give true bread that that comes from heaven? Well, Lord, give us this bread. Mm. Then Jesus says, look here, y'all got it wrong. I am the bread. Of life. What, what, what do they know about this bread? Well, we find out about this bread from heaven first in Exodus 16, chapter. The children of Israel are are hungry. Yeah, they, they're they out there in the wilderness. They're complaining out to God. Say, Lord, uh, you brought us out here. We're going to die. There's no food. God said, well, I'm going to give you some bread from heaven. And they had manna. They had manna for 40 years until they got into the promised land. And once they got into the promised land, we find that in Joshua chapter, that after they ate, before they conquered Jericho, there was no more man. This man has gone now because now God has brought them into the promised land. But look here, it, it was accredited to Moses who gave them the bread from heaven. It was accredited to Moses who gave them the bread from heaven. Jesus pointed out to them that it did not come from Moses, but it came from my father who gave you the bread from heaven. Can I slow it down for you real quick? It says it came from my father. Who gave you the bread from heaven? Uh, A little bit earlier in the Gospel of John, third chapter, it says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. So Jesus pointing out, you thought Moses was giving you some, but no, my father was the one responsible of giving you this bread. But the bread that you did receive under Moses, they still died. See, sometimes we get caught up wanting what we want, but we're still going to perish. You can have all the money in the world. You can have all the success in the world, but you can still perish. What does a profit for the man? Gain the whole world, but loses his soul. You fool, this day you will die. Then who's going to have your mansion? Who's going to have your house? Who's going to have your car? All your diamonds, all your rings, all your jewels. Who's going to have all your video games, all your luxuries that you think you can enjoy for yourself? It's all good to have it right now, but it profits you nothing. Jesus says, but I am the bread of life, the true bread that comes from heaven. And if you eat of me, you shall not perish, but have everlasting life. But they are caught up with their own understanding. Many in our lives, we have our own narratives, our own understanding that blocks us in to believe what we believe. Because their narrative was that if the first redeemer was Moses, and if he gave bread, well, Jesus give us another sign? You you only gave us bread one day. Moses gave them bread every day. Y'all catch that. You see, what's what's the sign? The soul was that you're the Messiah. Then Jesus goes on and say, you are seeing me, but you're not believing me. Too many times in our lives that we see evidence of God, but we don't believe it's God. Yeah, 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 you got a new job, you got a raise. You're going to tell everybody because of my education. You, you, you swerved out and did not get in the car. You're going to tell everybody because I'm such a safe driver. But can I highlight to you that what all of a sudden those brakes didn't work? What happened all of a sudden you just lost control of the steering wheel because the road condition was such a way that you could not control how your car moved? What if it all of a sudden that your business went bankrupt, you did not get that raise? So too many times you think you have done something, but you forgot that somebody working on your back. See, Jesus pointing out, I am the bread of life. I give you not just life for now, but life that's everlasting, life that's eternal. I will not give you food that will satisfy you just for the day, but when you eat of me, you will never be hungry. Yet their understanding was, well, this manna, this manna that we had, uh, did not Moses uh, put it in the ark, in the holies of holies? Yes, he did. You see that in Exodus 16, chapter 3, God instructed Moses to gather the manna, put it in a jar so that they would have it for the generations to remember how God covered them. But can I throw a highlight on there real quick? The manna, the jar, was in the ark of the covenant next to the testament, and it was under the mercy seat. The mercy seat is also known as the seat of atonement. This is where when they had time to make their sacrifice, they would sprinkle the blood on top of that for God to forgive them of their sins. But yet, do you understand that when Christ was stretched, stretched wide and high on that cross, that the holy the holy curtain was split from, the, from, from top to bottom, from bottom to top, and there was no deed anymore for them to go in because the perfect bread Of life became the perfect sacrifice of what I'm trying to point out that he is everything that we need. But right now he's trying to point out that if you want satisfaction in your life, I am the bread of life. So he's trying to help them change their narrative. They were first looking for the first redeemer, Moses, gave them bread from heaven. Well, if you are the second redeemer, the one that's coming like Moses, well, Jesus, you should give us another sign and give us bread. That's why we're following you. Well, Jesus says, well, I don't need you following me. Look what he says to them. Say, oh, you really want to follow me? Well, you must eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. All who come to me and believe in me, will never hunger nor thirst. I want you to grab here that Jesus is pointing out to them, not literally that you need to be cannibals and eat of me, nor do when we take communion, do we believe that the bread becomes flesh and the, and the wine becomes blood? No, it's all metaphorically, but it's pointing out to me. When you eat of me, that means you come of me. When you drink of me, that means you believe in me. You have everlasting life changing of the narratives, pointing out to them, you're looking at Moses, who you thought did all this for you, but Moses only did what the Father allowed him to do. What did Jesus say? I have not come to do my will, but the will of who sent me. Some of us need to make sure that's in our conversation when we're talking about other things, too. that I'm not doing my will, but I'm doing the will of the one who sent me. Now the problem is, some of us forgot you've been sent. You just went. But the Bible reminds us that God created us in his own image. So therefore, he made us for a great purpose. And since he made us for a great purpose, he sent us out to do good work. The work we do is for his glory and for his glory only. And that's why Jesus instructed his disciples, say they will know that you are my disciples by how you love one another. We see here he's pointing out to us that in order for you to be like me, you got to act like me. In order to act like me, you got to have me in you. Uh, uh, can I throw this one in? You are what you eat. But I want to eat you. I want to come to you and receive you, to have you in me. We, we, we know through our health classes and, and how there's a, a food pyramid, how certain foods give you certain nourishment for your bodies, how you need to have a certain amount of iron and potassium and, and have a certain amount of protein all in your diet. But I'm here to point out that Jesus says, I am the bread of life, and you will not hunger nor thirst. Oh, that's some powerful bread. What well, he's pointing out that when you come to me, I am all that you need. They came to him looking for a meal ticket. They came to him looking for a political redeemer. They came to him looking for him to prove to them that he was the Messiah. But Jesus says, I have nothing to prove to you. Are you open to believe in me? See many times in our lives that we say, God, I won't move unless you give me a sign. But you don't we won't believe the sign anyway. Jesus said Jesus said that many prophets have come and you rejected them. You've killed them. You stoned them. So what you going to expect from me? Matter of fact, we know the children of Israel, they did eat of the bread from heaven, but they still complain to God how this bread is not good enough. Even even on top of that, this is what God, God got them good. Y'all y'all know how God got them good? Y'all know how he did that? See, they complained about the bread, and they complained about the food. Where he says, well, I'm going to, this next day, go ahead, I'm going to give them some fresh, they want some fresh fish, huh? They want some fish from Egypt. They have some select food. Well, I'm going to give them some quail. And they're going to eat all this quail till they can have their food up. It says before they could even digest him, they fell over dead with the quail coming out of their mouth. And God punished them for their grumbling and their complaining, not believing in him. I had to get graphic because sometimes we think that just because God is good, that he's not going to chastise us for our unbelief. But I'm here to point out to you that our God wants you to be faithful unto him and he'll take care of the rest. And that's why they, they were grumbling and murmuring amongst them. They say, "Wait a minute, is this a, this man talking about eating of the blood and and, and uh, eating of the bread and drinking of the of the blood? What what is this man talking?" So they started grumbling, they started complaining, and then Jesus looked at his disciples, because many left after this hard saying. Say, uh, "How can we eat of this bread and, and and drink of this cup?" And Jesus looks at his disciples. and says, Are you going to go? But Peter looked at him and says, where else can we go? For you have the words of life. My question is to you, who have you looked to to give you direction, to satisfy you, to fill you up? And you're always leaving empty. You're always leaving unsatisfied. You wake up stressed and and pulling your hair out. You wake up depressed because things are just not going your way. You wake up upset that you got to go back to your job. You wake up upset you got to go back to school. I'm here to point you out that when you are walking with Jesus. Yes, everything may not be rosy, but you know that I can make it. When you're walking with Jesus, you might not get everything that you want, but you're sure enough going to have everything that you need. When you're walking with Jesus, you don't want to go anywhere else because, you know, I'm staying right here because you alone got the words of life. So Jesus is letting us know. That in this world we live in, they will tell you how to invest your money. They'll tell you what stocks you should buy, what neighborhoods you should live in, what clothes you should wear. But yet all that stuff you can put on, you can buy, you're still going to die. But he says, truly, truly, I say unto you, if you eat of this and believe this, you shall not die, but live. Let's highlight on this living part if we're going to live for him, that means we have now died to this world. If we're going to live for him, that means we have died to this world. Dying to this world means we die to the influences of others that are telling us how to live, which is contrary to the word of God. Dying to this world means that we are changing our narratives from our past experiences. Look, their past experience so them that a man will come and he will bring bread from heaven. Well, Jesus says, I am the bread from heaven. He rocked their world. They were looking for a basket full of bread, but Jesus said, simply was standing right there in front of them and saying, I am. I want you to highlight here again that when Jesus said, I am, he's basically saying, I am. He's saying, Jehovah or Yahweh or Adonai. He is basically letting them know, I am the Lord, and I come from the Lord as the bread of life so that you might Have life, not just a life, but life that's everlasting. Who are you turning to for eternal life? Are you turning to your job for security? You turn to your spouse for security, you turn to your best friend for security, you lean on your children for security, you lean on your education for security, you, you lean on your bank account for security. Many times in our lives we try to hold on to what is what is uh, tangible that we can hold on to our hands, thinking, so if I have this, this makes who I am. That's why we have so many children of ours lost in this community, because they think if I have something tangible, I know who I am. If I'm part of this gang, I am somebody. If I, have a relationship, I am somebody. If I have a child before I'm pregnant, I I before I'm married, I am somebody. We get caught up thinking, if I do this, the world will accept me, people will like me, and I'll be somebody. But that's not what God has called us to do. And so that's why we have to look at ourselves and say, Lord, are we following you for who you are? Or for who we want you to be to us? Because look what Jesus says that I have been charged by my father that all who come to me will not be lost. So if you come to him, we will not be lost. But but there's a there's an emphasis in here that those who do come to him still might not believe. So you cannot just come. I I know many of us say, well, I come to church on Sunday. That's good. But do you believe? Many of us say, hey, I pray every day. That's good. But do you believe? Many of us say, I read my Bible every day. That's good, but do you believe? Well, I'm trying to point out, a lot of us do things out of tradition. A lot of us do things because we think we're going to get some magical result out of it. But Jesus says, don't just come, but you also must believe. Because he drove it home said, look, I chose the 12 of you, but one of you is the devil. Woo! And the situation is that the devil is busy. He is trying to grab anybody he can. That's why the writer tells us, do not let the devil get a foothold. That's why we need to be aware, be wise as, 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 as serpents and gentle as doves. That we realize how the, how the wolves try to put on sheep clothing. How we got to realize how the enemy is like a lion seeping who he may devour. But I'm so glad that my God tells us that if you just come to me and believe, you'll be alright. So who are you turning to? Nothing else can give you eternal life. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Stop complaining and murmuring about what you don't have. But listen that the father will give you exactly what you need. Stop murmuring, complaining, thing about how, how am I going to retire? Will my benefits be there? Will my health benefits be there? Realize there's one God, and he gives us the best benefits we can ever have. I'm telling you that, that, that my heart's going to fail, so no matter what my insurance is going to do, it's going to die. My, 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 my teeth, no matter how much I pay my dentist, they still won't last. Come on, somebody. We can get hip replacement, arm replacement, all those things. But I'm telling you, my God told us he's going to give us a new body. Pretty much that's what you pay your insurance for, to give you a new heart, (laughs) give you a new hip. Come on, somebody. That's what they do. They try to replace and give you something new so you'll work better. But all that stuff is going to fail. But yet Jesus says that if you come to me, you'll have eternal life. So my challenge to you is to take your finances to him. Take your relationships to Him. Give your children over to Him. Give your career over to Him. Give your education over to Him. Give everything that you have over to Him. And say, Lord, I only want what you want to give me. And I will truly follow you to the end of the earth. And Jesus will simply say, just come. Just come. I'll give you rest. I'll give you peace. I'll give you joy. I'll satisfy everything that you need. Because you will no longer hunger, no longer will you thirst. And that's why I'm so glad that he is the bread of life. He is the bread of heaven. So will you turn it over to him? Just simply receive. I'm not trying to be up here long. I just want you to simply grab that Jesus made it simple to them. He says, I am the bread of life. And if you believe in me, you will never hunger, no thirst. Which he's pointing out that if you come to me and believe in me, you shall have eternal life. All Jesus was simply saying that I am what you're looking for. Is he what you're looking for? Some of us might be still confused, but I'm going to point out to you. Jesus is that perfect gift that came from heaven to die on the cross for our sins. And he pointed out to us. That when he dies for us, he will raise us up with him to die no more. You can, you can look for everything on this world and die for everything on this world. But it will not come back up again. But Jesus will call his saints up again. And you will forever be with him. he will forever be your God. and You'll forever be his people. But will you come to the feast and eat at his table? Because he's giving you give opportunity right now. For he is the bread of life. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Father, Lord, we thank you that you are the bread from heaven. Father, Lord, we come, we believe, we receive you for who you are. Father, forgive us for our, our selfishness. For looking to you to be who we want you to be for us. But Lord, not accepting you for who you are. For you are Lord, you are Redeemer, you are our Savior. And, Father, there's someone here that's looking for the answer, God. You are. You are all that they need. For they will never hunger. They will never thirst. You will satisfy their life. Father, I pray that you confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that you are Lord, and that you have risen from the grave, and you are now seated at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly places. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word, for it is true. May we continue to rest within our hearts. We will not sin against you. We thank you, almighty God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen.